Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Coming up on today's show, we welcomed on ESPN.com's Nick Friedle, who covers the Warriors, and we talked about Steph's historic night inside the Chase Center. The big piece of this puzzle is Steph Curry. Last two games, you had it very well. 92 points, 14 boards, 12 assists in 67 minutes. It's been ridiculous. He had 62, I think, what was it, Monday or Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday against the Blazers. Yeah, why has it taken him nearly two weeks to get into the rhythm of the season? What is it that's kind of sparked him these last few games? Well, I think what what took so long is people uh, kind of just forgotten because they expect Steph to – the ball to roll out to the floor and him to be so dominant, he really hadn't played. I mean, you go back to that that Phoenix game in the beginning of last season where Baines fell on his hand and, and he was out for four months and he wasn't able to really do much. So he had the one game before everything shut down again. And then he had to sit and watch the bubble like everybody else and not have the experience of playing in games. On top of the fact, Clay Thompson injured again, KD gone. Uh, Iguodala, Livingston, he's getting used to all these other new pieces, just like all these new guys are getting used to him. So it took some time, and he really didn't play well those first few games. But Aaron, the reason why, at least I think, having been around stuff from a distance for years, but especially in the last few seasons, is because as much as Steph always says, and I believe him, he doesn't let the outside chatter or noise get to him the way some other players do, he's very perceptive. He knows what's said. He knows everything that, that, that's going on around him. He knows who's saying good things. He knows who's saying bad things. And after that Warriors stretch where they were really bad to start this season, Steph took it personally, and he was getting crushed uh, by people on social media, by people who couldn't wait to jump uh, on the Warriors for all they've done through the years and say that Steph wasn't as good just – it was just because he was playing with all these other talented players. He did. He took it personally. And, and he came out against Portland and just dominated. I mean, to, to be in Chase Center the other night and to see him racing up and down the floor and knocking down the shots, for somebody who loves the game and, and who loved all those different environments at Oracle, to have Steph Curry have his first uh, – really gigantic performance in Chase Center and have really nobody in there to see it. It was sad because he feeds off the emotion. And he was he was looking around like, let's go. And there were like 40, 50 people in there. So uh, it was a strange experience. But the reason why on top of them finding a comfort zone with each other is because Steph knew what was being said and wanted to shut everybody up. And, oh, boy, did he ever. Nick, and maybe this is a question that doesn't necessarily have an answer, but, but why are people so critical of Steph? I, I mean, this has gone back to his days in college when people thought he was too small to really take over an, uh, a team and all he did was lead a squad to an elite eight. And then he's done it in the NBA. I, I guess I just don't understand why people were so quick to judge Steph when he's been out almost a year. Most players would get a grace period. 
in in my judgment, in my opinion, there's just always been a lot of jealousy surrounding the arc of Steph's career. He was the the golden boy at Davidson, and LeBron's coming to his games, and and he's knocking down shots from all over, and and he's doing exactly what he did years later in the NBA. Uh, but Aaron, it it's a really good question that nobody seems to have a a solid answer for. I asked Steph that exact question the other night after that Portland game. And he said, ah, you know, it's part of the league. Everybody gets criticized. Everybody has to play through it uh, over time. But not everybody gets criticized to the level at which he does on a regular basis. And I, I'm just – I think part of it is he has changed the game to a point where – he can knock down shots from all over the place and, and he shimmies down the floor. I think that pisses people off. There are a litany of reasons why, uh, but the, the reality is that he just continues to produce. And do I think as we sit here now that the, the Warriors this season are going to be anywhere close to a title? Of course not. But Steph, if he can stay healthy, can continue racking up points and producing and showing everybody, hey, I don't need three or four superstars around me to, to still dominate a game. And I think that's the challenge he's taking on because he hears all the, the hatred that's coming his way. And he's used that certainly over time and in the first few weeks here as motivation uh, for, for his own personal growth in the game. And if you like that quick little snippet of Catch and Shoot 2.0, why don't you check out the full rendition of the episode? New shows drop every Wednesday with Otto Strong and myself, courtesy of Pure Hoops Media.